but I'm not exactly sure which exact park you want to go to or what you want to do. Well, good news because on this episode of the Travel Find and Adventure Podcast, we are going to go over our tips for picking a national park that you want to go. We'll give you some helpful tips to kind of get you going and you know stuff you may want to look at before making that final decision. Hello everybody. My name is John Dillon. I'm your host for the Travel Fun and Adventure Podcast. On this podcast, we talk about everything to do with traveling. Whether you're traveling with kids, whether you're traveling with pets, both, or whether you know you're traveling as a couple or maybe just you. Whatever it is, we like to talk about give you helpful hints, give you honest reviews, everything you're gonna need to plan a wonderful trip. And as I said, on this episode. We are going to talk about picking a net, planning a trip to a national park. That is going to be this episode. In next week's episode, we're going to go to the, we're going to assume that you have picked where you want to go and we're going to tell, give you some helpful hints of what you need to think about as far as what you're going to need for that trip and what you need to plan for once you've settled down on a specific place. So that's what we got going today. But first of all, I do have to apologize again for missing last week's episode or, well, having this episode this week instead of last week. As if you heard my brief thing last week, I fell and injured my wrist and I just could not edit the podcast. And I don't, unfortunately, I do record the podcast. I do edit the podcast. And I mean, if you say I don't do a great job, that's fine. But it's all me. It's on me. So. I just could not get it done with my wrist and hand the way they were. The good news is they are feeling better. They're not 100% yet. They still, you know, a lot of pain in there. But at least I can do a lot more than I did a few days, even even a few days ago. In fact, I just got finished making a nice dinner for the family of barbecue chicken, baked beans, and rice. So, yeah, it's definitely feeling a little better. So. But let's get into talking about planning a national park trip. I love going to the national parks. Even my kids, who can be a little picky, did like going to the national parks. There's so much to see and do, depending on where you want to go. Now, on this list, I mean, maybe the first couple items are things you need to have down before You start planning the rest of it. But all the other tips, they're pretty much, you you can do whatever order you want, depending on your needs. So yeah, the first two are pretty much stuff you need to have ready. The rest of it, I mean, it's not going to be a one, this item first, this item second, this item third. It's mainly going to be different tips that, you know, what's going to fit your needs. So to get started, item number one, as I said, this is one you need to have ready, and that's setting a budget. What is your budget going to be for this trip? You need to have that set because a lot of what the rest of it, as far as you're going to be planning, goes by how much money you have to spend on this trip because you want to make sure that you have a good budget, that you're not going to overspend on this trip, and going to debt or something just for a trip. So make sure to set a good budget. Number two, 
you need to know how much time off you're going to have. Now, you know, some people, I mean, I have rarely worked a job where I could get take off more than a week at a time. Most of the jobs I've ever had in my life, I was lucky to get one week off. There was only, in fact, I can only think of one job in my life that I've had that I could had the flexibility to take off as much, you know, time at one time as I could, so long as I had the vacation time. So those are two things you really need to know before you start off on, you know, settling down on where you're going to go. Next up, well, I mean, as I said, there really is. So the next tip I have for you is number one, you got to decide when you're going. I mean, because this could affect where you go. I mean, if you don't like cold weather, you probably don't want to go to Yellowstone or Yosemite in wintertime. If you don't like the heat, Big Bend National Park in Texas is probably not a place you want to go in the middle of summer. So yeah, think about where you want to go, what time of year you're going to be going. Which brings up another item on this list, which is think about the weather. Because, you know, maybe visiting Florida late summer, early fall is not the best time or even anywhere in, you know, where you might get hit by a hurricane. You know, you might think, well, there may be other times I can go where, you know, I might not be hit by a hurricane. Now, I have to admit, I have had to travel to Florida and, you know, during bad weather, during the hurricane season, knock on particle board that never encountered a hurricane or anything like that. So, but those things are going to happen. But unless you absolutely want to go to the Everglades in the in October or September, you know, there's always going to be other times. And there, once again, it's talking about the weather. I mean, even going in the wintertime is going to be hot and humid in Florida. So that's always something you want to take. Another thing you want to consider is how you want to travel to the National Park. Now, I wish I could say that we have the greatest rail transportation system in the world, that you could take Amtrak to any national park, or at least take Amtrak to a connecting bus service. But we all know, <laughs> yeah, right. We know that we don't have a good rail passenger system. So, I mean, if you want to go to Glacier National Park in Montana, hey, Amtrak is actually a great option there. Maybe one of the best. If you want to go to Yosemite, you can take it. Amtrak California service on the San Joaquin and connect to a bus that will take you to, you know, Yosemite National Park. So that's an option. There's a couple trains that do go close to national parks. But for a majority of it, you have two choices, whether you are going to drive or fly. And depending on how many people in your group, the more expensive flying can be and it'd be more sense to take the train or take the plane. Take the car, drive, because it's, you know, maybe the cheapest option if you have more than a couple people going with you. Unfortunately, car trips can be very long depending on where you want to go. So you can see where all this plays in to what you want to do. So we already talked about thinking about the weather. Next up, you want to think about accommodations. Whether you want to stay in the park, whether you want to camp, 
whether you want to stay at a hotel, that could all affect the type of place you stay because, you know, there are some, you know, national parks that have some great camping. Some have good hotels nearby. Others don't have any hotels nearby, and you may have a drive. Some may have, like Yellowstone, you have hotels nearby, but you're going to pay through the nose for them. You know, this is all things you need to take into consideration as far as accommodation and what you're going to need for accommodations. And we'll talk about this next week, but I'll say it now, just so you know. Yesterday, you should have made your reservations for wherever you decide to go because that's how fast things can book up. Next important question you need to ask yourself is, what do you want to do at the park? Now, do you want to go to Yellowstone and just look at the geysers, look at the bison, you know, watch the tourists get, you know, thrown by the bison? Unfortunately, that's the... I guess that's a subject I should not bring up, but don't touch the bison. Don't irritate the bison. Do you want to go hiking? Do you want to go rafting? Do you want to see glaciers before they're gone in lower 48? Do you want to visit caves? Do you want to see wildlife? Do you want to be in the snow? I mean, if you want to go in wintertime and do winter activities, I mean, there are several national parks that are wonderful for that, including both Yosemite and Yellowstone. So think about those kind of things. What do you want to do? There are parks that are great for hiking. I mean, there are literally, I mean, think of Yellowstone as far as going on hikes. I mean, you have everything from short hikes that can take you an hour. They even have one hike that is 10 days long, where you cross through the middle of Yellowstone. You will see no people for those 10 days. You will see lots of wildlife. You need to prepare, including seeing bears. But those are possibilities. So what do you want to do? What Do you want to do rafting? I love to raft. Rafting is so much fun. My wife, not so much, so it's not something we really do a lot. Once again, if you want to see glaciers, I mean, you have Glacier National Park, they're they're receding rapidly. You can go see glaciers there, or you can go up to Alaska and see lots of glorious glaciers. And remember, you're not restricted to the lower 48. There are national parks in both 49th and 50th state of this great country. So be sure to check out, you know, which national park you want to go. You know, do you want to see glaciers? Do you want to see... Do you want to hike? Do you, what do you want to do? Next thing to consider is pets. Will you be traveling with a pet? The thing you want to know is that there, not every national park is going to be friendly to your pet. They will tell you not to bring your furry pet here. Um, so you want to check if that, that's an upcoming thing, but check to see what the rules are for your little furry friend. And once again, does your pet have anxieties? Um, how I mean, I know our dog has a lot of anxiety. We have to give her medicine to calm her down. She's a good little doggy, but yeah, she does get anxiety a lot. So that is something you want to take into consideration. 
Now, some parks will have specific areas designed for pets, while others restrict where pets are going to be. So, if you're bringing your pet, be sure to find that. Well, I mean, before you decide on a national park, if you're going to bring your pet, be sure to look for a fam- you know, a pet-friendly park. And of course, if you're traveling with kids, what activities are they going to want to do? I know I when I was first time I went to Yellowstone, I was, I believe, let's see, thirteen years old, and it was with my parents, and we went down and spent the night at the um, resort, the um, place at Yellow at um, Old Faithful, the Old Faithful Lodge. I enjoyed that. We actually spent a night at a cabin, which I can't believe my my parents actually did because that is just not something my parents would do. It was kind of shocking, but we went to Old Faithful. We, now, personally, I would have loved to see more of the great, more of the geysers, done more walks. My parents were just not into that. However, with my kids, I've always tried to figure out what they wanted to do. You know, what activities did they want to do? Now, of course, having three or four kids, we had four and then we were down to three. Now we're down to one. But when we had all four, you know, trying to figure out family-friendly activities that all of them would enjoy or, you know, do a few activities so that you, you know, cover what everybody wants to do. Because, trust me, they all had different ideas of what was fun. I enjoyed looking at the geysers. I enjoyed looking at beautiful scenery. I looked, enjoyed looking at beautiful buildings, which I still do. My kids would have none of that. They'd love taking hikes which or walks, which I also love to do. My one daughter would think everything is boring. So she unfortunately could never be pleased with what she was doing. But that is fine. There's just going to be stuff like that. So one of the things you may want to do, especially if you have younger kids, is check to see if the park you're going to go to has activities for smaller kids. Do they have educational ideas? You know, educational stuff they can do. They can do they so they can learn what you know. I know they don't want to learn while they're not in school, but if you can sneak it in there and they learn something while doing something fun, it's great. Or for the smaller kids, do they have playgrounds or other recreational activities? May I mean, do you guys enjoy going boating or, you know, canoeing or anything like that? Something that they would enjoy or once again, rafting or something like that. Anything that the kids are going to enjoy. They, you guys can all plan together and have a good time. Now, we already talked about hiking. But one of the things you want to consider with hiking is the difficulty of the type of hikes you want to do. Do you want to do a very difficult hike like the monster 10-day hike in Yellowstone? Or do you, you know, you got the kids so you only want to do easy hikes and maybe go to like a waterfall or something. One of the things you want to look at is what kind of activities the annual, you know, the hikes have at the park. Are they only going to have really difficult hikes, you know, the really difficult ones? Or are they, or do you want the difficult hikes, 
but most of the hikes in the park are pretty easy and not going to be that challenging for you. For me, I'm not much into the really challenging hikes. I could probably do better than my wife, unfortunately. Well, usually it's my wife and I and, you know, the kids. So probably a difficult hike is not going to be in our, you know, ideal list. So that's something that we need to take into consideration. One of the things I always talk about when planning a trip is having rest days. You may want, say you spend like two days going through the park really hard and doing lots of hikes. You want to have a day that you just rest and enjoy yourselves. Don't push yourself too much because then you come back and you're just as tired as you were before the trip. You want to come back and enjoy. And we already talked the basics about park regulations. One of the things you want to do is check the park regulations depending on what you want to do. Do you want to video? do videos while you trip? Well, that's one thing you need to consider because a lot of the national parks are banning videography. And for one good, I mean, unfortunately, there's been a lot of obnoxious YouTubers. I'm sorry to put them down. I know some good ones. Unfortunately, there's also some bad ones. These so-called influencers, you know, who basically have to just be obnoxious and stuff. And, of course, they turn around the room for everybody. One thing you cannot do is fly a drone. So if you wanted to take your little, you know, show the kids how to fly a drone and show them some of the sites of the national park that you can't get to, unfortunately, you cannot do that because you cannot fly a drone in the national parks. So you will want to look carefully at all the regulations of the park you want to go to and make sure that what you want to do is okay at that particular park. As I said, unfortunately, every national park is going to be a little different as far as their regulations and what they offer. And that's why I'm saying, you know, when you combine all this list into one thing, there's a lot of information you need to look at. Also, what you want to do is look at all the online information. All the national parks have are, you know, the National Park Service has a big website which features every national park. It will give you all kinds of information about the national park. So you have a clearinghouse of where you want, you know, what the park is going to offer and whether this is going to be the right park for you. They will, you can also, you know, look at online reviews, although a lot of the reviews, frankly, take a grain of salt. You know, look at multiple reviews. If they're all five-star reviews, okay. But also look at the bad ones. And a lot of times the bad ones just make no sense at all. So what they always tell you is look, you know, at the ones in between. The ones are not perfect, but the ones who are, you know, not horrible either. However, a lot of times what you'll find is most are either one or the other and not nothing in between. So look at reviews. There's also lots of sites that can give you helpful hints on what you want to do in the national parks. Whether, you know, what specific type of things you want to do in the national parks. Other, you know, I've gone over a great list of tips. And as I said, next week we are going to talk about specific tips you'll want to bring. 
stuff you'll want to bring, stuff about accommodations and stuff, much more detailed as far as what you want to do in the national parks. And there's other sites that will talk to you about their experiences and all kinds of stuff. So be sure to be really looking online and doing a lot of research because I have I have had such great trips to national parks. As I said, I, there was the trip when I was 13 years old with my parents. I will, you know, it wasn't the most perfect trip, but I mean, I got to meet, I got to go to Yellowstone for the first time. It was great. Two years later, I was there with, I went on a tour around the United States and Canada. Um, it was a student tour company that I don't think exists anymore. And completely crossed the country, but we made a stop in Yellowstone. We actually camped in Yellowstone. That was fun because I got to see parts of Yellowstone I didn't get to see with my parents because my dad was like, this is where we're going. We are going to take those side trips. We are going from point A to point B. And then once we get there, we're going to sit in a cabin. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, that was them. That's the way they are. They were. But then I have beautiful memory. My wife has been, and I have been to Yellowstone a few times, and they've all been great trips, and we see different parts. The first time we went to Yellowstone together, we, we actually drove through it with my niece on my way to my cousin's wedding, which was outside of Bozeman, so it worked perfectly for us going through the park. We did end up with like a two-hour delay because a bison that was blocking, our herd of bison was blocking the road. Not much you could do about that because they have a mind of their own and you're not going to tell them to move. I also remember the following year, we it was one of the one times so I could take as much vacation time as I wanted as long as I had the vacation time. And on that particular trip, uh, my wife and I took our niece again. We went to Yellowstone, Grand Tetons, Glacier National Park, Olympic National Park, Craters of the Moon. I mean, it was fantastic. We got to see some great weather differences i mean we got to this was the time we on july 1st we were going to sun road going through a snowstorm so even in july in glacier park you can sometimes get snow it's not gonna stick really a lot although it did stick at the top of the hill mountains just be, then we went to olympic national park we went up to hurricane ridge which just has some beautiful views of Puget Sound, but there was still snow up there. In fact, the snow was taller than my niece. Then we went to Craters of the Moon, and my wife and I, neither one of us, were, are great in the real hot weather. I'm probably a little better than she is, although she, lately she used to be great in the snow. Now she's not handling cold weather as much. But, I mean, at that time, we didn't really pay attention to what the weather was going to be. And it ended up being like 100 degrees, craters of the moon. And if you haven't been there, it's a bunch of lava rocks. So, yes, the whole park was hot as can be. So, just, just something to consider that, you know, craters of the moon is just a few hours away from Yellowstone. And the weather can be totally different from, and will always be totally different from Yellowstone. 
So that is stuff you want to take into consideration. As I said, next week, we're going to assume you have picked the place. You have found the right national park that you want to go to. What we are going to do then is give you great tips on what you need to have for that trip and what you need to plan. Well, just think about some of the things we need to talk about. We need to talk about accommodations. We need to talk about what you need to bring. Who you need to bring. What you need to bring. All that fun stuff. So that's next week. Don't forget, we have our Facebook group, Travel Fun and Adventure. Also, in the show notes, we will have these, you know, each of these tips listed out. Plus the fact, don't forget, you can, we have our contact information there. I want to thank those of you who, con- you know, contacted me and wished me the best with my hand. And when, you know, we had problems with my wife, I want to thank you guys for, you know, being considerate, thinking about those things. So we'll talk to you next week. A little shorter than average bit podcast, but don't worry. We got some great new ones coming up in the next few weeks. Have a great week and start planning a great trip on the next two national parks anywhere else in the world.